Uh, this is Nick. Uh, you're listening to the DU Football Show, Drunkage United. Of course, up the blades and fuck the owls. Hey! Whoa, 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 this is new. I mean, now you're looking pensive and disappointed, but you're not looking in your phone. You're actually looking me in the eye. I want to look at my phone, though, just to piss you off, but I decided to be a good boy. Well, you need to be partners. That's how this works, and that's how you're able to say, let's start the show. I did it too early. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Junkie United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. And across the way from me is the disappointed he couldn't look at his phone, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. A little chilly. You know, it's not the first time he told me he hit it too early. <sighs> I'm already hitting the mute button, aren't I? Yes. Damn. Without me telling you. You know, because what's you funny, have learned. What's funny is yes. before this, before we hit record, I thought y'all were gonna like start making out or something with the oh, <laughs> rubs me down when I have a Charlie horse and this that the other, and uh, giving each other a little bit of praise here or there, and then now all of a sudden we switch the mics go hot and <laughs> fuck that it's over. Well, I gave you praise too, so settle down. <laughs> uh, we're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to. Uh, Rate, subscribe, review where you can, and most importantly, share with your fellow footballing friends. Should you want to get in touch with us, there is many ways that they can. You can. I'm sorry, Sammy. Tell the good people. Well, they can get in touch, too. Yeah. How they um, get in touch? Sure. They can get in touch with us on social media, at DU Football Show, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, and then Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email, which... Uh, I hear that we got a uh, pretty nice email, and then one that was... Described without any descriptors. Well, uh, I'll then it wasn't the, described. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I have to ask permission. Um, Mr. Houston, sir, <laughs> may I unhit the mute button to sing your praises through a fan email? Um, next time I would prefer to be referred to as uh, Dear Lord Master. <laughs> and why, yes. By Dear a, Lord Master. You want, you want me to do it? When it's time oh for God. you to uh, compliment us, by all means, I want you, you to do it. Do you want talk. me to do it, Mel? Sure, go ahead. Sam, fuck off, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Mel. Thank you, sweetheart. I please, appreciate that, Please Graham. proceed with the lovely email. All right. So uh, Derek, who is one of our Patreon subscribers, uh, one of our, quote, drunk Uber passengers. Which you could find at www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show. Hey, what a great spot for a plug. Thanks. So he goes, hey, Mel, I uh, can you pass this on to the Sams? I really dig the pod and all the honest, spot-on, and stout analysis the guys present, as well as all the drink recommend uh, recommends provided by the show. Been listening since the beginning of the season and always look forward to the next Paul y- pod y'all drop each passing week. When listening, just know a hard-earned drink is in hand as well and as always will be. Just to share, I've been watching The Prem since 2006 and admittedly a... Shit, I practiced this word. Masochistic. Masochistic Man United fan. Uh, but he has been a he's coming to us from Los Angeles and has been a fan of the show since the beginning of this season. Go, LA. Excellent. Well, welcome. And uh, uh, again, thank you very, very much for your support. Appreciate it. And, uh, and glad then, to hear uh, glad to hear you're drinking while we're uh, while we're doing it. That's uh, kind of the point. Just a, a word to the wise though, real quick, uh, <laughs> Mr. Derek. If you're addressing me through the show email, this is Sam Graham. Use whatever words you see fit. If you are addressing Houston, uh, it needs to be dumbed down just a little bit. Yeah. And if you're addressing Mel, um, h- however, she does have a literary degree from the I university. I'm an English major. <laughs> I just uh, have uh, that word just couldn't. <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, I've used it in real life too before. <laughs> um, here's a. I got another note for you guys from Taylor. You'll enjoy this one. Excellent. Uh, I just want to say how much I love that all I have to type into my phone is M-A-L, and it completes it to the word Malort. Nice. Including the little uh, umlaut over the O. (laughs) Darn, I love you guys from uh, P1 Taylor. There you go. Thank you. Excellent. I love it. Sweet. And and Taylor actually was the first person to uh, purchase a T-shirt. Absolutely. So uh, just shoot us an email with the size, and we'll uh, email you back with the other decisions you need to make, and uh, you can do those too. 
Yep, and we have uh, we have uh, beer koozies as well. Mm-hmm. If you notice on our Instagram, uh, my beer is always in one of them, and uh, we got a sticker we got to send out to uh, Derek as well. Yep. So Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. As the red-blooded Americans we are, we will have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. A little chilly outside, so we decided to bring in uh, a big dog, Isla. Yeah. What are we drinking, Sammy? Uh, classic brand from Isla as well. Uh, one of the first that I first started drinking uh, in Laphroaig. Uh This is their triple wood expression. Um, the barrel strength mark of this particular whiskey got 12th in the top 20 from Whiskey Advocate this year. Um, however, we have the standard proof of 96. Because some um, dumbass picked up the wrong bottle. Me. It's all right. It's a damn good whiskey. It's still really That's good. fine. Um, there are three woods uh, that are used here. Uh, first is ex-bourbon. Uh, then they transfer that into a quarter cask, which is basically just a smaller cask to increase the liquid to uh, sur- the surface contact, I'm sorry, um, between the liquid and the wood. Uh, and then it is finished in an Oloroso sherry cask. Um, it's a, a, a big, big iodine numb your tongue peat monster. It is fantastic uh, and the perfect thing for it being sub-30 degrees outside here in our nation's capital. It's it's something that uh, I regularly say with uh, Isla whiskeys. I need, you know, snow on the ground or it to be freezing cold. Yeah. You know, I want a campfire and I want... In my uh, mouth. Yeah. And, well, I just like a fire pit outside and I oh, want a yeah, cigar yeah. in my mouth. And yeah, this is the perfect whiskey for this incredibly, I thought we fixed during sound check problem. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, Jesus then I Christ. had to play it back and listen to it and I forgot to remute it. So. Yeah. All right. My producer, everybody. Would you call that live admin? I'd call it live admin. I'd uh, call it a failure of live, ad- live admin, then live admin. And I would call that a failure of the English language when you're talking to me about my things. Blah, 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 blah. So how much is this going to run us a bottle? Yeah, I was just getting to that. Forty four ninety nine to forty nine ninety nine dollars uh, on the old shelf there. Excellent. Well, kids, let's have ourselves a hell of a show. Hey, but first, yes. remember to drink responsibly. How about that? That's two weeks in a motherfucking row. Unprompted, too. I'm very proud of you. Like that? <coughs> All right. Of course, Sam, we are going to talk about the uh, Northwest Derby in the first segment. Of course we are. We have but, to. But I can't believe I'm going to say it, but we've got to talk about the save. Of the season. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Norwich 1, Bournemouth 0 to open, and then Liverpool 1, Manchester United 0. The great Gordon Banks must have leapt from his grave when he saw this amazing, perfect, pure form <laughs> of goalkeeping. You know, I used to play goalkeeper, Sam. And yeah. when, you, um, when you dive, typically your natural reaction is to bring your lower arm, but your lower arm doesn't have the right amount of stretch reach, to yeah. it, right? So, And Steve Cook... Gets up from the ground. From a prone position. Yeah. Pops up with a great leg, perfect U-shaped curve almost. <laughs> brings the the upper hand across his body to be able to get the hands on it to put the spin to make sure it goes back around the goal. It was a thing of absolute beauty. I don't think any goalkeeper could have ever done better. Now, here's what... What my first thought of this is, uh-huh. as you say, Gordon Banks leapt from his grave. I think Jordan Pickford might be sinking in it because his job may be up for grabs here for the Euros. Yeah, you uh, know. this summer, Steve Cook in there is your uh, number two. So now all we need to do is get Possibly Steve Cook England to number one. stop being a defender and start being a goalkeeper. And right? get a little bit of Jags in there. Jags yeah. went and goal a couple times. Yeah, uh, that, that, you know? that's, that's the only problem. I mean, it was well, it was beautiful. Tom the problem is, is he wasn't wearing a goalkeeper jersey <laughs> when he did it. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> Tom Heaton, obviously with the uh, ACLs, not going to be on the, uh, well, train this year because it's all over the place and England oh, no, are playing Nick, at home. Nick Pope had himself a weekend. Well, Nick Pope had himself a weekend. Jordan Pickford may be in trouble. Uh, Jordan had a good save between, against West Ham. Between Nick... Yeah, but it's against West Ham. It's against West Ham. We got a bunch is of it, West Ham listeners, and you're going to just insult them all. Is it that good? <laughs> it was a really good <laughs> save. Chris is one of our best fans. I know, which is why I give him so much shit. <laughs> I only give him shit because I love him. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, Steve Cook, the defender, made a really great save in the 30th minute, which was fucking pointless, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, stupid. You have let that the long, ball go in. You have let, that, let it go you in. You have that long in the game left to claw yourself back. You, you know, that's a little bit. That really, that's 89th minute and you're holding on type stuff. Right. And, and it's, in it's that, stupid. I, I, can, I get it. Sometimes it's just a natural reaction. Right. And right. That's and probably you could, what he would say. You could lose your head. Just, yeah. Anybody can lose their head. In, at any moment, it's just a reaction thing. I mean, he looked kind of perplexed at himself afterwards. Also, the way he was kind of walking around and then shrugged his shoulders at one of his teammates, like yeah. I don't know why I did that. Well, and that's and that's a <laughs> that is a that's a double jeopardy. I mean, that's a and a you, perfectly you, legitimate reason. It's you, serious. You foul get play. a red. Yeah. It's you get a red. It's a it's a penalty. Like there's nothing you can do about it. And Pookie put that one away easily. He did. Pookie, uh, Pookie sent the goalkeeper the wrong way, uh, which wasn't a problem, and they escaped from this game with that win. Um, Here, here's one for you. Uh, Sam. But the man advantage didn't do anything for them, really. Well, it honest. wasn't. They created some chances, but it was pitiful, to be honest. It wasn't a man advantage forever because, uh, and oh, the irony true. of his name is yeah. not lost on me. Paul Tyranny begins a new day for match officials all over England when he used. A fucking TV screen on the pitch. How about that? Holy shit. It's a Christmas fucking miracle. He used the fucking television set. The problem is, is he was the only one who used the television set, I believe. Yeah. Over but, the entirety of the weekend. But that the the tackle in that instance was the exact same thing as the Obama Yang tank tackle. Yeah. It sure. took it took thirty seconds for him to walk over to the screen, go, ooh, ooh. I got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. Came back and handed a red card. How, now, how fucking hard was that? To be fair, on a, that? to be fair on Aubameyang, this one was about a second and a half later. Yeah, so he had an extra half step before he clattered into Callum Wilson. Yeah, um, but uh, and that was Godfrey, by the way. Yeah, okay. Tierney was the referee. Uh, That's what no, just for the, the listen, just for the listeners. Um, but Ben Godfrey uh, on Callum Wilson was the tackle, and it was uh, other other than those two moments. It was a pretty drab game, to be fair. Oh, it's the only reason um, why we're opening with but it is because of those two moments. Those that save was glorious. <laughs> the save was so amazing, and that tackle was equally as ridiculous <laughs> as the save. So, <laughs> um, I, Bournemouth are bad. Bournemouth uh, are real bad. My my next note listed here is ready. <laughs> ready for this? I'm gonna pull it out for you. Is this DEFCON 5 for the Cherries? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Eddie Howe, uh, in a post-match interview, uh, kind of scathing on his players. He said, yeah, well, our confidence is completely shot. He said, I, I believe the players have the belief somewhere inside them, and it needs reigniting, essentially. It's not a direct quote, but that's essentially what he said. Well, then what's he going to do? I don't know. He said they need a lucky bounce. <laughs> Their whole Premier League survival rests on a lucky bounce, apparently. That's not going to fucking help you? No, it's oh. not. No, not at all. Looks yep. like someone's going to pop the cherries. Ah! Uh, and their hope uh, for the rest of the season. All right, let's get into it. Going to have to talk about it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Liverpool are now 16 points clear with a game in hand of Manchester City. And it, it, they're on cruise control, man. It should have been, been 2-0 faster. I don't think that was a foul. Uh, Van Dyke on De Gea never once looked at him. I don't know how much contact there really was. De Gea is kind of weak in that challenge. Yeah. Should have put his knee in his back and didn't. And that's his own fault. Um, he let go of the ball before he even came down, looking and expecting the contact. Referee did not give it. It was VAR that overturned it, and I don't think it was clear and obvious. I think that's <laughs> bullshit, and Firmino's goal should have stood um, at the end of that sequence. Uh, no, that, wasn't that a handball? No. No. It was the foul on Van Dyke. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That's what I they called. I was thinking called. about the other one that got called back, too. There was another one that got called yes. back. Um, I, I tend to agree with you that I think there was probably way too much of an overprotection of the keeper. Um, but there was nothing to well, protect him from is the problem. Well, especially, That's well, well here, here would be my, my one argument to it is... Van Dyke did go into it at like a backward angle. Like he was, it wasn't him jumping straight up in the air. It was him jumping backward. And you know, he knew the goalie was there. It doesn't matter. He's allowed to go for that ball. It's a 50 50 ball. Yeah, but he's not going All for right. the ball at its height. Here's oh. the age old question In the center of the pitch, is that a foul? 
No, it is not. Yeah. So why are, is it a foul in the box? Are the rules different for a keeper? Of course they are. They always have been, and I think that's bullshit too. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, you don't. I, no, You're a goalkeeper. No, I, 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 I agree, though, that a keeper, if someone is coming up for him with a 50-50 ball, he should be allowed to put a knee in his fucking back and it not be a foul. They always do. Yeah. They do do that. That happens. <laughs> um, key, key and I thing. think the referee do do that one up. <laughs> oh, yep. God, I'm on fire tonight. Woo! You are. God just, damn. Good thing you don't have a sprinkler system. Fuck. You're... Somebody grab this man a paper towel. He's sweating himself way too much. Um, so, Man U definitely helped by VAR. Um, man U hustled, right? They hustled. But they didn't do much with it. Hustle doesn't mean anything when, I mean, frankly, without Marcus Rashford, apparently. you're getting out physicaled all over the pitch. Not just that Van Dyke on De Gea thing, the midfield. Fred was everywhere. He was running all over the place. Fred was also on the ground a lot because Jordan Henderson would just catch him from behind oh, yeah. and run him off the fucking ball. Yeah, and it was and like nobody in, was talking to him. It was just and, like just taking way too much time on the ball. And all of it was no fouls. It was all mm-hmm. just out physical, just, put oh, him yeah. on their ass, take the ball away, go the other direction. It was all shoulder to shoulder. It was all fair challenges. <laughs> and to be fair, man, you wasn't complaining about most of them, uh, to be honest. I did not like all of them the way they approached the referee after the uh, De Gea Van Dyke incident. Um, De Gea it, himself, which he did get a yellow for, right? But sprinting after the referee and putting his hands on him. Yeah, that's not good. That's, can't you that. can't do that. Can't do that. You cannot do that. Okay. Um, obviously, Manchester United finally grew into the game. Statistically, they were fairly even, to be honest. Oh, they had their uh, chances by the they end had of their the chances. game. But as I was watching it, just my eye test, it looked like Liverpool was really dominating that game. Just in general, the way they were running Manuel off the ball, the the way they were pressurizing them and, and forcing turnovers, um, they just didn't create a ton of chances from it. But Allison heads up play, yeah. Mosala heads up play, and um, that ball was excellent uh, that Allison punted out. You could you uh, could tell Mosala really wanted that goal. Oh yeah, because I think had, it has first against Manchester yeah, United. It's his first yeah. against United, and obviously their biggest rivals. Um, but they, Allison, just with a, a lovely, lovely punt, uh, and Mo Salah realizing he was inside his own half of the pitch, so he wasn't offside. Yep. Um, as he began to run uh, past, I think it was Lindelof, and then Daniel James sprinting back, but the young Welshman just not strong enough, uh, and we saw why after Mo Salah took his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, not strong enough to knock uh, Salah off the ball Ooh. because he looked uh, – Look like the pharaoh that he is, my friend. Well, it's you know you look at Mo and he's got he's got the facial gracious. hair and the kind of floppy, surprisingly like, no chest hair. You know, and you're like you're like yeah, he kind of looks like he probably has a dad bod. No, no, he does not. No, that man is chiseled out of stone. <laughs> yeah, he, he is he is like the Sphinx. Like it's just it's, wow. Yeah, and but again, you look uh, at his. At what point did this happen? <coughs> Should I go? Ninety second minute. It? Ninety second. Ninety second yeah, minute. Right at the end. Thanks, Graham. Uh, no problem. Um, but again, his arms kind of hairy, his face, his head, obviously kind of hairy. If I grew my hair out, him and I would look very similar and you take my shirt off and it's like a fucking just train wreck down there. Oh, uh, there's this he, amazing thing called Nair for men. But I don't think he does that. It didn't look all fucked up like Nair n- normally makes things look. No, it doesn't do that, Sam. Yeah, it does. He has the money. He could afford waxing. He could afford or real, like, real shit. Like yeah. laser shit, you know? Well, it did something. So <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we are wrapped up on uh, Mo Salah's smooth, ripped body, apparently. Um, <laughs> something that has been greatly overlooked with uh, Liverpool this season, because everybody wants to talk about Van Dyke's defense and those those wingers, you know, the, the outside backs. And then you talk about those big three strikers up top. Their midfield did the fucking business in this game. They'd, I think Jordan Henderson was voted man of the match, actually. Um, Jordan Henderson deserves a nod at player of the fucking year. Oh, yeah. Quietly controlling that entire team. Him it's and, nothing fancy. It's just good, hard work. Well, I, I, on another show we listened to, they made the great point that um, Van Dyke, you have Van Dyke, you have Wijnaldum, and... Henderson, you've got any one of the front three could be considered leaders. So you have a leader on every line 
of that pitch. There's leaders all through the team. Allison oh, yeah. is talking like crazy all the time. Van Dyke talking like crazy all the time. Henderson screaming at people. Wijnaldum just through example and his hard work and determination. Um, and then any of the front three can be seen looking at each other, pointing, talking at any moment. And they they just have leaders throughout that squad, but they also don't seem to have those egos, right? Where, who the fuck do you think you are talking to me, Jordan Henderson? Look, yeah. What have you done? They, You're the captain. Yeah. I, I, I skip I, and it, keep it moving. If it's not Henderson, it's uh, Fabinho, who finally got back in from his yeah. injury. It's Wimaldum. It's Oxley chamberlain who we're always so used to seeing up on the wing with Arsenal playing midfield for them. Um, it's it's Lalana. It, mm-hmm. They just it doesn't matter if it's Milner. It does not matter what three people they put in there. They get the job done, yep. and they get the job done when all the credit gets hurled at ju- justifiably so. An incredible strike force and a ve- I mean a the world best, beating the, defense. The best defender in the world. Are arguably three of the four best, or none. When you're talking at their back line, their, the, and it doesn't yeah. matter who number four is, because number four, as we've seen, it could be Dejan Lovren, and they still fucking play well. He plays out <laughs> of his mind. If it's Matip, he plays out of his mind. It's Gomez, he plays out of his mind. Like yep. it doesn't doesn't matter. It's it's. Yep. Um, and sure, they've gotten the rub of the green. I would venture to say they would still be, maybe not as far ahead, but they would still be in the position they're in, regardless of VAR. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to ask these questions, but I'm not going to answer them because just my blue colored glasses cannot allow me to do this. Finally, so, giving the listeners a reprieve. Are these team? Is this team an invincible? Let me try to remove my red colored glasses, and I hope not. Yeah, um, I'm much more scared than I was with City. Second- Both seasons, I was confident saying. City is going to drop a game. And all I can hope to, I think, may be the final game of the season at Newcastle. How about how about at uh, Goodison? How great would it be if they had one loss on the year and it was the uh, Merseyside Derby that at we Goodison. were at? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fabulous. That'd be fantastic. But they, um, <laughs> no, but Newcastle, remember, when everything was kind of done and dusted, they put spurs to the stone a few seasons ago. Yeah. Um, when it was kind of wrapped up that Leicester won the title. Right. Um, and Spurs were, I think, finishing. They were going to finish in second, but I think that game propelled us above them, and they ended up in third, and we finished in second. Yeah. And um, uh, and Newcastle put the stones to them, 5-1. So that's really what I, I'm hoping for hoping is, is for. something like that, because they could wrap the title up in March. <laughs> now, I think the way Jurgen Klopp is and, and the ego of the team as a collective growing – I think they're going to want to go unbeaten, and I also think they're going to want to beat the record points total of Man City from a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And they're on track to do that. Are we witnessing the greatest team in Premier League, well, in English top flight history? Yes. I think regardless of... Are we witnessing one of the greatest teams in the history of Europe? Yes. Absolutely. It's insane. This rivals Pep's original Barcelona iteration. Um, This kind of wrestles with some of those Bayern Munich teams, some of those Juventus teams, some of those Milan teams, um, those intersides of, of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, this is this could very well be the greatest club side that has ever played. Do they have to win more than just the Premier League to do that? Uh, I don't think they'll give a shit because over the course of a couple of seasons, I think they will win everything that there is to win. Right. I think the Premier League, because they themselves have gone so long without it, it's been 30 years now, I think that is the only thing that truly matters at the end of the day. Yeah. They have, for this season in particular, I don't know who's going to stop them if they can transfer this form into the Champions League because there was a a little bit of a stretch where they had some some lulls uh, in their form. And Napoli got at them one time. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, if they can rectify that, they're better than anyone in the world at the moment, period. But they still won't get that League Cup. Heard. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be uh, thanks to uh, Mel's Villa. That's right. Laying the boots to the kids. To the kids, yeah. That uh, we couldn't That do. you couldn't be. <laughs> couldn't. With your full strength yeah. team. Full strength team couldn't do that. So um, I'm going to bring back a bit from uh, last year, Sam. Okay. Who wants to play in Champions League? Because <laughs> the rest of the league sure as fuck doesn't want to. Newcastle won, Chelsea nil, Burnley two, Foxes won, Spurs nil, Watford nil. Uh, two Castle with the old smash and grab, huh? That's right. That is absolutely <laughs> right. A uh, piss poor game, uh, to be honest with you. There was a lot that happened really early on. Um, they were spared, uh, Chelsea was spared blushes uh, by the crossbar. Um, but dominant performances were uh, from them, from Chelsea, uh, was littered with complete wastefulness. Um, Newcastle came forward when they could, but they only managed two shots on target total. Debravka, and rightly so, was named man of the match for the second week running. Um, he played very well. And for all of Chelsea's wastefulness, as is common when that happens, uh, it came back to bite them in the ass when Isaac Hayden scored from a header. Uh, Aretha Balaga, in my opinion, should have done much better. Um, as the header was at a comfortable height, uh, but he reached uh, reached it a bit late and couldn't keep it out. So when um, Longstaff brothers played very well as well. So something we have constantly said about Chelsea so far this year is, is you know they're they're young. There's a lot of opportunity to improve, and I feel like we give them the excuse of they're young every time they lose. Yep. Um, I want to take this into a comparison of of NCAA basketball, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of teams in the NCAA will have a lot of freshmen and sophomores to start because of the one-and-done rule now. Yep. So <clears throat> you'll have people will say, oh, this is a young team. They eventually play into it. Normally, by the time they get into their conference schedule, the team starts to mature. They start not to make the mistakes. They start to learn how to play together. When in the fuck is Chelsea going to like learn... Get past just being young, right? Like when are they? When are they going to start to learn how to handle these hurdles that get put in front of them? An ugly match at you know St James Park, uh, you know a tough comeback from a gritty team that packs all ten in. Like when? When are they going to fucking figure it out? You know what? No one's talking about, and I wonder (laughs) if defensively, because those creative, those kind of flash positions, right? You have nobody in that team that's. A poacher, right? You have nobody that's, you know, uh, not Jean Matinho. Who's the other one for Wolves? Ruben Neves that scores thirty yarders, and that's all he does. Yeah, there's nobody with any one particular skill that's fantastic, right? They're all good all around players. Willian with his skill can beat people, put a good cross in. Sometimes he can whip in a ball and score, but he's not really known for his goals necessarily. Right. Pedro same way, even used, though he's used to be off very now. used to be very good with. Uh, Free kicks, Willian, but hasn't been hasn't a been taken. Years. Him, I yeah. don't think really. Yeah, um, Pulisic's injured, uh, and and right at a time when he was starting to play very well. So those flash positions, I don't really think is a, a huge huge deal. You'll get these ebbs and flows with the young players. You get them with experienced players in those positions as well. Yeah, of course, where they just the form up and down, up and down, very much relying on confidence uh, and instinct in those positions. The smarts of the game, right? The 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 match intelligence, the reading of the game, those things that come with experience happen defensively. Now, there's only one, maybe two young, young kids that play in that defense fairly frequently. He has no left back. Aspilicueta, who, who I can't remember ever playing left back for them, is one of the only positions across the back line he hasn't played, started at left back in this game because he has no one that he trusts. The other thing is I wonder how much they trust Aretha Balaga after his display in the uh, League Cup final last year. Ah, yeah. Refusing to come off and everything else. A lot of those defensive lapses are happening, and Aretha Balaga is fucking up as the last line of defense. The goalkeeper's errors are the most obvious on the field. Right. Like this one, because they almost always directly lead to a goal. When a goalkeeper makes an error, you're fucked. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And... I wonder how cohesive that unit is at the back because of what happened if they think he's got too big of an ego. Who knows how he acts in the dressing room, whether or not they trust him or he trusts them. Trying so hard not to fuck up because they don't think their goalie can make a save that they that end they up fuck fucking up. up in the yeah. process. Yeah, trying too hard is a very real problem that a lot of Premier League clubs have. Look at Villa. Look at yeah. Norwich. Look at Bournemouth for everything they did. 
Yeah, I mean, for for what it's worth, you know, for the <laughs> I mean, most part, Steve Cook's save is yeah, trying too hard, bro. Just <laughs> yeah, Man- Manchester, like uh, back to Manchester United, real quick. You know, um, Maguire and Lindelof and who or whoever else plays in the center, they know De Gea is not good off the line. Right. They try to win every single head ball on a cross. Yep. Because they know the keep's not coming, but they also know they don't have to be fully charging at a guy when he takes an outside shot because they know he probably going to save it, that he's right. really good on the line. So it's that how you learn your keeper and how your keeper learns you. I mean, take it back to, to us even. Like, you knew I wasn't coming out on corner kicks and indoor. Right. I was staying on the line. That's where I was staying every single time, no matter what. And occasionally I get beat because of it. But for the most part, I didn't. And you guys knew you had to win the ball. Yeah. And and it worked well. It mm-hmm. worked well. You knew it was going to happen. You knew also if they got a clean header, I was probably getting to it. Right. You know? Um, yeah, it just do, – do you think it's a whole season project for Chelsea or do you uh, – Yeah, I mean, <coughs> Tammy Abraham, Kurt Zuma, Mason Mount, none of them have been given a chance at this level. It's Christian Pulisic's first time in this league. Willian is getting older. Um I don't think he knows what his best midfield is because sometimes Kovacic is in there. Sometimes it's Jorginho. Well, most of the time it's Jorginho, but sometimes he's tried to rest him. Um, Conte's the only one that's always in there, Yeah, uh, to be honest. And I don't know that he knows that third cog. It's, it's midway Because somet- sometimes it's Ross Barkley. Sometimes yeah. it's Kovacic. Sometimes <laughs> it's somebody. You don't know. I don't think he really knows what his best midfield three are, that yeah. third piece at least. Uh, I feel what, like what he's that midway. Is. I feel like he's midway through the year. Midway through the year, not necessarily. No, he should Frank. know. Yeah, not, but I don't think he oh, does. No, I'm not talking about Frank. I'm talking about the players. Oh, I feel oh, like yeah. I feel like the light switch should have gone off by now. That that a game like what just happened with Newcastle shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't be fucking happening. Right. Um. I will say I had a great time uh, this weekend as all three of us went to uh, hang out at uh, Salancha in Baltimore mm-hmm. and. Uh, before we left, we let the uh, sorry there I bumped into your computer. We let all of the uh, Chelsea supporters um, take the booth that we were sitting in. Uh, we were going to hang out, and I was thinking about maybe hanging out for the uh, the rest of the match. Um, <laughs> I'm really fucking glad I didn't because I would not have wanted to see th- those guys fucking melt down after that goal because I guarantee you they lost their drinking. shit. They've been drinking the whole match and most of the day and bam. Well, they, and they were, most of them were there for the 10 o'clock games. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they put a right Had proper drink in. Oh, yeah. I had a bit of a session on Saturday. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, so my, my session, I was uh, after doing everything, I figured I'm going to come back home, probably pass out for a little while. Oh, no. Listen to the shit. Maryland game was on, so I kept drinking. Uh-huh. You know, because why not? And then uh, brother-in-laws and my stepbrother, went, uh, my half-brother, stepbrother, stepbrother. And no. Brother-in-law, brother-in-law all, and brother-in-law. Okay, brother-in-laws. I'm just trying to, they don't listen, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> wanted to do game night. Fucking so, cousins, who So cares? they came on over. <laughs> they came on over, and daddy kept drinking. So um, pretty much drank whiskey from 10 o'clock in the morning until um, 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so I got you beat then. Okay. I went from 10 a.m. when I was with you guys. <laughs> Uh, walked up to brunch, four or five mimosas there, then went into bowling. Uh-huh. I did only have one beer at bowling. I couldn't muscle any more down. However, I did forget my credit card there. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Then went to, um, after bowling, where'd we go? Oh, we went home and got home. Everybody else took a nap. Tegan wanted to have a friend over. <sighs> You need to drink to make sure that hit goes okay. Well, so I had a beer or two just during the day sitting on the couch while they ran ragged through the house. Uh-huh. And then somebody else took the kid home. I couldn't bear to do it. And then um, two car, you know, Kira yeah. came over, and me and her were up till four in the morning. Everybody else went to bed about two, and then me and her stayed up just shooting the shit. And to the point where I couldn't keep my eyes open sitting at the kitchen table any longer, and I poured half a beer down the sink. Fabulous. It was terrible. I could barely muster the strength to walk her to her car at four in the morning in Baltimore City. Um, it, it was from that 10 to 1 run, all whiskey. Oh, no. See, I switched <laughs> to beer. I, I, sw- went, I went strong. Beer. A- all right. After the bubbly. We gotta, let's get back to the games. Uh, Lester got Burnley. Yeah. 
Lester got Burnley. Got properly Burnley. Um, An OG performance from yeah, Burnley. And since everybody else seems to be emulating them lately. Nick <laughs> Nick Pope stand up and be counted fucking son. I watch Woo! your back. Jamie Vardy Woo! may be coming at you with a shiv. Wow. Just saving his penalty. <laughs> now he had a hell of a game. Saved that penalty clean too. Knew where he was going and I oh, mean yeah. clean save. Now I'd I'd worry about Lester a bit though. This is the second week in the row they took the lead. Uh this time it was through Harvey Barnes. But second week in the row, they took the lead and then and ended up dropping all three two, points. Two one nothing leads, two two one losses. Yep. Yeah. The chicken was wondering, is Pope single? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ben Mee got on the end of a corner, which was good. Uh, put his header back across the face of goal, and Chris Wood was the first to react to it. Uh, and then all that hard work uh, pretty much blew up in Ben Mee's face as he gave away a penalty on 66 in a defender's version of a dive. Um Claiming it was just a coming together. It was just a simple, we, our legs just got tangled. Yeah, I didn't foul him. He fouled him. Definite penalty. He definitely <laughs> fouled him. I have been in that position. I have made the same claims, and it almost always falls on deaf ears. And then Nick Pope obviously saved it. Uh, and then Ashley Westwood got the go-ahead goal following a very poor Johnny Evans clearance that only went as far as the corner of the box. Uh, and Ashley Westwood took that chance fantastically. Yeah. So um, good on him. I think he's been injured a lot this season. I haven't you, seen much out of him, to yeah. be fair. Lester's still sitting pretty comfortably in third place. Yeah, because everybody else behind them keeps losing. I mean, Chelsea yeah, is only that. in fourth because nobody else can win on the same weekends they lose. <laughs> Lester, drop a couple more, and suddenly you're back in the discussion. And God forbid. For falling out of the Champions League yeah, places. Yeah, absolutely. God, God forbid your team goes on a three game run. Yeah, well, all, God all has of forbade a, it. Apparently, all of a sudden, all of a suddenly, you know, or or let's say Tottenham figures out how to score some goals and goes on a three or four game run. They won't. Man United, Man United lost to Watford, lost to Liverpool, but for the most part, they're they're not losing. No, they played well. They're not losing. So suddenly, you could like, like I said last week, we we may see Manchester United in third or fourth place and go. How, How the in the fuck, fuck yeah. did that happen? You know? And I guarantee you their their supporters will be like, wow, that's great. We still are a fucking mess. Like yep. it just <clears throat> And the worst part is Potch obviously is being touted as uh a replacement for Ole in the summer. Yeah, but if Ole gets him to Champions League, but, you can't right. fire him. You <laughs> cannot fire him. <laughs> exactly. You can't. So what do you do? Right? That's the question. They may miss out on Pochettino because it looks like Guardiola may be coming towards the end of his tenure. He's never stayed anywhere very long. No. Um, except Barcelona. So this it could be coming towards the end of his tenure, especially the way this is going. You could see him leave as early as this summer. I think it may be uh, next summer. Um, I think it all depends on Champions League. He may if try he to wins the re- Champions League, he'll probably dip out. That could be. That that's all he wants. Be. He wants a Champions League. He wants right. a Champions League with somebody other than Barca. Right. Well, if 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 he ends up if he ends up getting winning the Champions League and then leaving, even if he doesn't win the Champions League and he leaves, either way, if Pochettino comes in, I'll love watching him get to the final and fail again. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be so, fantastic. Um, why can't Spurs score? Uh, Harry Kane. It, but no Harry Kane. But you've got Deli Ali. You've got Son. You know everybody's. Uh, you know, favorite girl next so, door. Oh, he's and so adorable, Son. Son can't figure out how to put his chipping wedge away. And and Lucas Mora. I mean, you've got guys who can put the ball in the back of the net. Why can't they score? Because they're not consistent goal scorers. I mean, Son is, but he needs a point man. He doesn't have one. Ah. Um, he does. There are moves he finishes off counterattacking wise. Yeah. But typically, it's a Harry Kane knockdown or a a one two with Harry Kane that he puts away. Now Mora. he's being asked to do the main role. And he's not doing it very well. Mora Son would rather be on the outside. Mm-hmm. Deli Ali would rather be off the striker. Exactly. No one's Mora's kind of playing the striker because he has to. Exactly. And it's not going well for them. And to be honest, Harry Kane has had a major injury now in each of the last three seasons. He's gonna be out till at least the end of March. It was a they had to have surgery on a hamstring. Right. So who knows how long it's gonna take him to get fit after that. And England should be worried about the Euros. Um, and trying to do everything they can. I think Gareth Southgate's been in touch with Jamie Vardy to come out of retirement um, uh, for it. If I was Vardy, I'd tell him to fuck himself. Yeah, probably did. Yeah. Um, but I think Vardy wants to be a number one, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Tammy's playing very well as well, and Vardy's 31. <laughs> I think you can't, as England, go into 
the Euros with Tammy Abraham as your number one. No, you can't. I think you need an experienced player. I think Vardy could be that player that if, if you can guarantee him that he'll start and then Tammy introduce Tammy if you need to, that's a better way to go. And you keep the kid without the weight of England on his shoulders because he's going to have it. And then maybe you bring Harry Kane along as a third choice because he is a damn good striker. Hell, my kid could maybe see some uh, time leading up to the Euros. He's scoring enough. Calvin Lewin, like maybe get a couple of friendlies in. Um, wow, we are going long. Um, actually, this was a rather entertaining game. Um, you know, well, considering Gazzaniga it was nil nil. Yeah, Gazaniga and Foster played their parts in this game for yeah. sure. I mean, there were a couple of decent chances, and both of them came up big. Um, Decorey lucky to still be on the pitch. He had after knee he, Harry he, Winks. He the, could have gotten see, four four yellow cards, and I think that, he got one. <laughs> like, that for me was the most exciting part of the game. Yeah, um, and then Alderweireld uh, really trying to get involved, uh, defending Harry Winks like he was his little brother. Yeah, that was cute. But that fight was was for me the most exciting part uh, with that coming together between Winks and Decore, and then uh, Ignacio Pusetto, uh with the goal line clearance. Yeah, uh, denying. I to be honest, I forgot who took the shot. Um, like um, literally a millimeter. Yeah, a millimeter of, of uh, room. Yep, but that's what, that's why he played to the whistle, man. Yep. Precisely. That's why you play to the whistle. And, hey, actual technology that fucking works. Unlike VAR. (laughs) Very, very fucking true. (laughs) Very true. Um, Watford's just playing tough. I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Yep. Pearson's got him fighting every single week, in and out. And they're probably going to figure out a way to survive because of it. (laughs) Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened... Wolverhampton 3, Southampton 2, Manchester City 2, Crystal Palace, their bogey team 2, Villa 1, Brighton 1, Everton 1, West Ham 1, Arsenal 1, Sheffield 1. A big win for the Wolves, considering down 2 nothing At halftime, too, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, all, all things... Uh, by the way, let's, uh, this is legitimately all these games are very oh, so that happened, so we're going to keep it quick. Um, do you know who Jan Bednarek is? Uh, not off the top of my head. Me either. Scored the first goal for Southampton. Uh, and then Shane, <laughs> Shane Long popped up and for this one goal every 30-odd matches uh, from a header. Uh, then the fucking wheels came off. Uh, Southampton outpossessed and outshot Wolves, but on the day collapsed under the pressure. Pedro Neto, good control from across from Adama Traore, again involved um, in another goal. I think, he may have, I think he may be involved in more goals than, than anyone overall. I think he leads the league in assists, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken. But I think he leads the league in assists, Ardama Traore. Um, anyway, uh, good feat from Neto to uh, find, find composure and then find the back of the net. Um, an ill-advised tackle, to say the least, from Stevens gave Wolves a penalty, which Jimenez dispatched expertly. And finally, Traore, again, winning a ball on halfway, found Jimenez, and Jimenez with a good cutback. Uh, oh, and then found Jimenez with a good cutback, sorry. Um, lovely side-footed effort. Um, that was that. City, bogey to Palace. I, By the way, Palace right now, um, uh, hundred million. Too soon. Go ahead. We'll sell him right now. Yeah. Take him. He's a goal scorer. Sw- Bonafide. Sw- swap for Zaha. But Bonafide right now. Take him. <laughs> Just take him. He's yours. Um, Have him. Good for him to score. Oh, very good. That was for excellent. Him. Kind of a little I, bit yeah. of a dig at you guys in the post match. Yeah, it's nice to have people around me that work hard or whatever he said. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> It, it, that's it, definitely a dig. Well, of course, it was before Ancelotti took over, right? That he played. Most he was of talking his about football this season. He was he was talking about Silva directly. He was when he threw his shot at the coaching staff. It was right. Silva. He threw absolutely his coach, he, that he threw his um, hot shot at. Uncharacteristically inefficient from Manchester City. Twenty five shots, but only six on target. Yeah. And it took them 82 minutes to find the uh, find the uh, uh, opener. Well, and then they went to two one up, two one up, because that game was on at the same time as we were watching yep. the uh, the Everton uh, West Ham and uh, Sheffield um, Arsenal matches. And it was just like, okay, there you go, game over. Ah, uh, uh, not so fast. Nope, Fernandinho with a fine finish. <laughs> yes, <laughs> too bad it was in the wrong goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I he. Tried to go shoulder to shoulder with Connor Wickham and just kind of bounced off of him, which unsettled his feet, uh, threw him off balance, and um, Wilfred Zaha's cutback for Wickham ended up carooning off of off of uh, Fernandinho and 
like side netting on the far side. It was fantastic. Yeah. Love seeing that. So um, when it doesn't happen to us. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, Villa, big gutsy get a point on the road while you're down one nil. And starting this, with the the pensioner, mm-hmm. <laughs> Pepe Reina in net. This back in the Premier League. I'm calling him. Um, what's is he Spanish? Yes, Spanish Howard. Spanish Tim like, Howard. Yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like Tim Howard. So I'm calling bit. him Spanish Howard. I'll give you that. He's a lot less chiseled. A lot. Uh, I mean, it's we still have time. <laughs> she just she just kept going. Spanish Howard made a save. <laughs> Spanish Howard made another save. Spanish Howard made a gaffe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which he did. I think he should have done better for that goal. Um, it was a pretty difficult angle from Troussard that mm-hmm. he that he put that away. But he did well. Uh, but Reyna had he maybe three years ago, maybe three years younger, he would have been able to get down to that. Um, and then. Uh, Brighton didn't capitalize on any subsequent opportunity, and then no, Mr. They, Vi- had a, they had a lot. A lot. <laughs> they were down there. I was nervous most oh, yeah. of that game. And then Mr. Grealish, Mr. Aston Villa Fucking himself, Captain Jack. He is single-handedly trying to keep them in the Premier League. Oh yeah. You know what? Top that- goal scorer and top assist person on that. Think on how Aston great Villa. would be if we had two more players like Jack. That is exactly <laughs> the kind of result that keeps you up. That's yeah. a big. That is a go to a tough place. To a team that's playing not necessarily in form because they haven't still haven't won in January yet, but you go in there, you go down to them, you figure out a way to get a point. That's that's fucking huge. Now, now what's big for them is their next match, which is Watford, where they got to play a team that's figured it out and has been playing very gutsy and really tough. And you got them at home. You need to win that game. That the- that switches you in the standings. You oh, have yeah. to win that game. Absolutely. All that matters is this is hashtag no malort Monday. <laughs> yes, as we go into the next game. Well, um, real quick, yes. for, for as lucky as Trossard got that Pepe Reina fucked up, despite it being near post, I don't think Matt Ryan had any chance on Grealish's half volley. Oh, no. He caught that as clean as you can oh, catch a ball. Oh, he ripped it. Yeah, it, lucky he didn't put a hole in the back of the net. No. Sorry, um, I just got to give no him props. And that was with his bad foot, too. Uh, no problem. You can go ahead and cross out Everton and West Ham because I'm going to handle the analysis on that, Sam, so you don't even get an opinion. Uh, well, I, no, but I bet on no, it, though. No. Theo Walcott fucked me. Okay, very good. Theo Walcott <laughs> fucked you. We'll get to that in prediction time because we're running long. Very simple. Both teams scored from set pieces. Um, both keepers made some saves. If ever there was a game that is oh so that happened, that could ever oh so happen, and oh so ha- that happened, it was our game. And you know what? That's all we're going to talk about it because that's all it fucking deserves. Arsenal versus uh, Sheffield. About the same. Um, I got this from... Two deflections. Uh, real quick, um, from uh, uh, Northern Maryland, our friend Rush chimes in. He says, um, Sam, I'd like to know your opinion on the fact that Allison has as many assists as Ozil. Please pontificate. Well, half of that was Ozil hasn't played the season until... Arteta's come in, really. He got, what, three games under Emery this season? It wasn't a lot of time for him to get an assist. Uh, Just saying. A goalkeeper has the same number of assists as your number 10 playmaker. Uh, Look at their appearances on the season. Okay. Just saying. Allison's played all but six games. Ozil's played five. One stands at the defensive end of the field and uses his hands. It has three speedsters up front that... (laughs) Do what they want. Fuck the rest of the league. They do what they want. And we had a a person in charge that insisted on playing out of the back despite having... A, uh, nope, I'm not going to make that joke. Despite having less than stellar defenders uh, with that lack the necessary quality to do that style of football. All right, do you have anything else to say other than you picked your team to tie and it happened and you're not doing a shot on my lord? Yeah, I have to say that your team fucking blows balls because you, I picked you to win and you didn't. I also have to say, Chris, you're fucking welcome, son. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. I'm going to get mine out of the way. Fuck all that. Um, Hold on. <laughs> Pat, Pat won a couple in a row now. Uh, I'm back to winning ways because I just picked my guy to score in the game. I didn't pick him to actually win. And uh, Kitty is slipping back to under 500, and you you, you lose yet again. So um, you're at minus 1787. I believe you said I made a mistake in admin. You though? did. Okay. I It was a Thursday game while you were out of town, I think. Okay. And I picked Palace. I wrote it in your little black book there. 
Okay. I picked Palace, I think, over West Ham, actually. Okay. And it came in, and that was like a $230 bet. I think I did that, and then you missed one, so you only got 130 uh, But I will double check. Double check. I, but what I'm you, not doing it right now, no, but that's I will fine. double check. The statement you made was I, you pick games that win hundreds of dollars, and I've won a total of 35 That was not true. Okay. That's all I was saying. I've won over 130 this, I this year. I pick games, multiple games. You pick one two. game. One game. Two, Dick. I've All picked right. two. So go ahead. All right, so anyway. Feed the couple losers, loser. Anyway, for screwing Chris last week, I picked your team playing Chris's West Ham this week, so they did get a point out of the match. And still screwed Chris. And still, well, screwed me, but. Chris at least got a point instead of losing all three. So there you go. And then Theo Walcott, of course, with his multiple chances, shit a fucking brick. Uh, this week, I am going to pick a little parlay. Of course you are. Southampton to beat Palace away. And Leicester to get back to winning ways against West Ham at home. Plus 300 on a $100 bet. But... Because I'm falling further and further fucking behind, I'm going to risk 200 on this game. So my winnings would be 600. Okay. Should I, uh, should I, <coughs> who, who's kidding? Oh, I'm going to just lose 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and talk about. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. So if uh, any of you are um, new to the show, because we did meet some people over the week, um, uh, Pat's a degenerate. He gambles on everything. When we had him here live on our show to talk about gambling, he was betting college basketball games while the show was going on. So we let him pick games every week. He typically tries to pick like a prime up, a primetime matchup. So like the game that will be on regular NBC. So like the 12 o'clock game on a Saturday, which isn't always the easiest game to pick, but he always tries to pick the one that he knows the crowds will see. Being that it's the midweek, he can't necessarily do that. So he said, oh, the midweek blues. All right. When you win back-to-back weeks, that's what we call a streak. So let's keep it up and get uh, get to even this week. I hate it, but I'm going to pick Tuesday's primetime match of Arsenal at Chelsea. The Gunners haven't won at the bridge in eight straight matches. Maybe that'll change. I'm going to put 100 on the Gunners at a plus-half goal at plus 105. So he is picking you to win, Sammy. That's that's dumb. <clears throat> okay. That's dumb. <clears throat> well, I am back to winning ways. <laughs> Our top score is out still. Okay. It's just not going to happen. I'm back to winning ways, and I'm now only down $567. So I have turned the corner. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 20% of the time, it works 100% of the time. And now that table's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just did like air humps and stuff. <laughs> he was thinking about Mo Salah at the time. <laughs> Sammy, yes. I'm betting your game too. Oh, Christ. I'm actually, I might actually be, win for the week. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm taking the under. Uh, it's at uh, That's a safe bet. two and a half. I'm taking the under, and that will net plus one twenty-five. L- right now, just want to chip away at the uh, at the uh, small deficit I have, unlike your triple size deficit of mine. You, hold on, you said the unders at two and a half. Unders at two and a half. Okay, so two goals or less. Yeah, two goals. Total, or less. total goals. I right? see one one or two nothing or one nothing. I don't see anything. I don't see. A, I don't see a two to one. All right. Yeah, I, I see it. To be honest, it's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. I unfortunately I kind of see a two nothing Chelsea just because you guys can't score on the road unless it's Aubameyang. Well, Aubameyang and Aubameyang's out. I mean, <coughs> Lacazette hasn't really done much. He's worked hard, but he hasn't really right done anything. Martinelli took six chances to score against Sheffield. Yeah, um, only two of which he actually put on target. Pepe still struggling to to, to find the goals. I I don't see it either. The only thing that may help us is is fucking Chelsea is misfiring at the moment. Yeah. But, but the last time but, they scored more than two or two or more in a game was the one against us. Yeah, but every time they misfire, they turn around and then they look like world beaters. It's right. it they're they're Our so impo- is shite enough that they are so impossible <laughs> to figure out. 
So that's a really great seg- segment, but we give you more. We send Melissa up to the top of the hill every week to chat with Kitty, who likes to pick games. She fills us in on our life and lets us know all about what's going on. And most importantly, she's a chicken. Got a, I got a little uh, sassy with that intro there, didn't he? A little bit. I was like just There's watching him going potentially going. some new listeners. I wanted to make sure they understood the brevity of this segment. So we have a chicken and she gets around. Um, and she picks games. That's the segment. <laughs> uh, so this week, <laughs> I went up to the coop to visit Kitty. And she had a pretty good weekend with the NFL. So she may have slipped below 500, but she's good with the bookies. So this week, I gave her Norwich. 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 Not. Nope. <laughs> she's trying to throw Definitely some like, Nor- Norland's, like swang on it. Notch. 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 Traveling to Tottenham. Now, uh, Kitty immediately ran into the coop, pulled out her iPad, and uh, showed me a YouTube of her and Steve Nash at a taping of the Jerry Springer show. Basketball now, great, Steve Nash. Also, great soccer, soccer player, well, football player, and uh, avid Spurs supporter, I think, yeah. isn't he? Owns part of the team, from what I know. Yeah. I believe Jerry Springer is also a Spurs supporter. No I shit. knew Maury was better. uh, (laughs) I knew I liked Maury more. That tells us that Kitty is going with Tottenham on this one. Nice. Okay. She likes the Spurs here. And uh, as always, everyone, remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Pat, that means you too. (laughs) We actually played pretty well, although we were playing a team that already played a game that night. And uh, the team we were supposed to play did no show up. Yeah, so basically a forfeit. Yeah, so we on paper won three no, but uh, in actuality, with the game that we played, won six two was it? Uh, six three. Six. They three. got one right at the end. Yeah. Um. But we played really well. I was. Uh. There were still some stray passes. There were still some some legs that went. Um. But uh, Drunkard United uh rides again. Oh, by the way, for all the potential new listeners, this is the segment where we talk about our adult league team that I still play for, Sam used to play for, but now coaches and just yells at other grown men. And you let him. Because I wanna, and we let him do it. Because I want to yeah. fill the emptiness that's left inside of me from not being able to play anymore. And then, we, despite our results, whatever happens, we go drink in the old parking lot. Excessively. Yep. The parking lot. Do you guys drink more after a win or after a loss? Equal amounts. Equal amounts. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really all depends the, on the conditions. If it's a nice night out, it doesn't it, like we can lose sixteen to one, and we're like, "All oh, these two thirty packs aren't making it." No, nope. <laughs> like uh, it also depends. Now a lot of us have children, responsibilities. All of yeah. us have real jobs. It's hard to at a seven a seven p.m. game is fine. We're out there yeah. drinking. Our matches begin anytime between seven and eleven, so you get that eleven o'clock game. And work looks hard the next yeah, day. It does. So we have one beer and leave. <coughs> that 7 p.m. game, we're fucking riding. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Welcome to anybody new that's listening, uh, one of which could possibly be one of uh, or both of the Tranmere youth team coaches. Absolutely. Had fun um, chatting with those boys. Yeah, with Danny and Matt. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Um, it was a pleasure meeting everybody this weekend. It was a, a lot of fun. Um, Chris, I love you, buddy. You know I just give you shit because I care. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, a couple weeks t- to go before my riveting transfer recap. Yep. Oh, um, <laughs> at, uh, just to recap, we were at uh, Solancha in um, Baltimore. Um, Sam also made sure at halftime to swing by the Abbey right next door to uh, say hello to all the West Ham, Baltimore, Maryland Hammer supporters yes. there. Um, big shout out to uh, JT with the Baltimore Toffees for being so accommodating and welcoming and uh, welcoming us into the uh, home bar. JT was cool. He's a clever little guy. Yeah, funny dude. And just fun, yeah. Just yeah. a fun fun cat. Uh, bunch, bunch of City fans, bunch of Chelsea fans. Chelsea, you guys were there in full force. Credit to you. Um, for a good, game against Newcastle. Yeah, good, good, uh, <laughs> good Arsenal crowd there as well. A few Southampton fans. It was just, it was... Uh, 
lot, lot of fun, and uh, thank you for being so uh, and welcoming. And some lonely. Arsenal fans. Remember, we met uh, Mr. Jose in person oh, yeah. as well, yep. uh, a regular contributor to the Facebook. Absolutely. That's um, a great job. Also, once you like us on Facebook, that brings up a great <laughs> point, Sam. Uh, a good segue here. Once you like the, our show Facebook page, you'll be able to find the closed Facebook group. So at D Football Show on Facebook, find it, like it. And then search Drunkard United FC. That's D R U D R U N K A R D. Wow. United Football Show. English is fun. Uh, or United, um, fuck off. Drunkard United FC. And then uh, apply to be in that. We pretty much accept everybody. That was harder than me trying to say masochist. I know. God damn. I, all right. I'm done. People in glass Good night, houses. everybody. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, thank you again, everybody. It's a lot of fun. Next up is uh, we're going to do uh, Injury Time, where we preview the next week's games. You can check that out. How, Sam, on Patreon? Uh, www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And uh, that's just, sure? yes. just, uh, just uh, more show, another pretty much... 45 minutes to an hour of a whole nother show. And then also, everybody, bonus show this week, um, FA Cup preview since uh, the weekend gives us the FA Cup, and that'll get uh, posted on Thursday. So Yep, and the Patreon also gets you the sound check. Absolutely. So, so uh, you know, we're not just uh, shilling for cash. We actually give you content in return. So yeah. until next week, everybody. have carte blanche to flat out just fucking scream at each other. Like, you could be in a dead sleep and, like, Mel, 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 Mel,